throughout the heaven that shone a holy light. Shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth bring out the angel chorus that hailed thy Savior's birth. brings to us. If you have some uh, youngsters around, this this is a little bit of a unique service. It's designed to be for the whole family. So if you have some youngsters around and you missed it, at each entrance there are some little activity kits that can be used that will keep them a little occupied and having fun. Uh, we just want to be sure that we follow in Scripture this magnificent story. So I'm going to read to you a little bit from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up 
from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Please bow with me for just a moment as we set our hearts to God. Heavenly Father, what a magnificent story you have given us, one that pushes the boundaries of the imagination but shows that there are no lengths to which you will not go in order to buy us back from our sinful ways. We praise your name for sending us a redeemer in the form of this baby, this little boy, this son of Mary. And we praise your name for the mission he is about to accomplish. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
have so many reasons to worship tonight and always. So many reasons to give all the praise and honor and glory to our Father. And this weekend we celebrate what our God has done in his son Jesus and in his birth and sending Jesus to earth so that he would go on to become our savior, to be God's plan to get us back in community with him. I want to continue reading out of the book of Luke, chapter 2. This is verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You all may be seated. He is the Messiah, the Lord. That's why we're here this evening to celebrate and to remember that he is the Messiah, the Lord. And this is a time of year where we start to think about this idea of having God with us. Jesus was fully God and fully man, God with us. But I, I want to unpack that a little bit, thinking about somebody being with us all the time, like all the time. And so you guys know me. I usually work with kids and students. So of course there's going to be an object lesson. And I'm going to put a picture on the screen here. And I got this off the internet. I Googled man with no head. And that's what I, <laughs> that's what I got. Now listen, I don't know anything about this person. Somebody knows something about him. I don't know if he's a nice guy. He could be a mean guy and steal lollipops from little kids. I don't know if he gets hangry or whatever. But for our purposes, we're going to call him Bob. So everybody say hi, Bob. Very good. The last service was more full, but they didn't talk back at me. Major bummer. So this is Bob. And now I've asked some friends in the room, if you have one of the pictures of Bob, anytime I say a scenario and we're talking about Bob, you're going to hold it up and just get really close to the person's personal space next to you. And you are going to show Bob to everyone because we want to see what it would be like to have somebody always with us. All right. So can you guys imagine with me, Bob is always with you. Now, I asked this question last service. Does anybody remember the movie, What About Bob? A few of you? Okay, apparently when I saw it as a kid, I thought it was a huge cultural moment and it was not. But for our purposes, let's imagine you are 10 years old and you're so excited for your birthday party. None of your friends are there and you hear a knock on the door and it's Bob, just like this. It'd be a little weird. You'd be like, oh, hey, Bob. Cool. Or what about this for my adults in the room? You sit in your supervisor's office and you're not sure if you're going to get a promotion or put on a performance improvement plan. And there's Bob right next to you. Would that be weird? Yes, it would. Okay. (laughs) And why would it be weird? Because we don't know Bob. Or what about this? Let's say you've lost somebody dear to you. Or let's say you're in a moment where things are really hard. And in fact, Bob is even closer to you. Would you like that? No, because you don't know Bob. 
So we could say all day long, Bob with us, but that would be kind of weird because we don't know him. And when we look at scripture, we can see that Jesus is how we know God's heart. So when we look at the life of Jesus, we can see what God is like, what matters to him. We have been talking in children's ministry all month long about a name that is given to Jesus. And this comes from the book of Isaiah, which is a prophecy or a foreshadowing of who this Messiah would be. Now, my kids in the room, I see a few of you. Do you guys remember the word that we've been talking about all month long? Emmanuel. I knew Emily Green would come up for me. Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. So when we look at the life of Jesus, what do we learn about God? We see for Jesus, his first miracle was actually keeping a wedding party going So we can see that God delights when we celebrate with our family and friends. We see Jesus showing up when people are sick. We see Jesus feeding hungry people. We see Jesus reaching out to the outcasts. We see Jesus forgiving those who feel like they are too far gone. Jesus laughed Jesus got angry. Jesus ate. Somebody say amen. (laughs) Jesus slept and he wept. And the whole thing about the life of Jesus is a reminder to show us what God is like and that God is with us. But I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes we forget, right? Sometimes when we're sitting on a school bus and nobody's talking to us, or sometimes when we're in algebra class and we just don't get it, or sometimes when we're looking at that bank statement or the Vanderbilt chart, we forget that God is actually always with us. And so maybe if you're in a position where it's hard for you to see that God is with you, I want you to think about two things that God has given as a reminder. The first one is his word. His word reminds us about how God has entered into the story of people just like you and me. And the second thing is community. Community is so important because it's our community that reminds us when we're not sure God can be trusted. It's our community that reminds us we don't have to be afraid because perfect love drives out all fear. It's our community that reminds us that God is with us, even when we can't see it, even when we're not sure. And that's why Jesus came down to remind us of the Father's heart. God is with us. You all stand as we continue worshiping together.
to a time of communion. If you didn't get a chance to grab the elements, just raise your hand and our ushers should be able to find you uh, to get you those. Luke 2, 11 through 12, it says this, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This is in the middle of, of Luke 2, and this is the birth story of Jesus. This is a great story, but if this, if this boy who we're talking about, if this boy doesn't, isn't the Savior, then that's all it is. It's just a story. If this boy isn't the Messiah that the verse is talking about, then it's just a, a story. If he, if he isn't Lord, like all these verses, like this book says he is, and that's all it is, it's, it's a story. If this baby doesn't grow up doing miracles, loving others, leading people, and, and, and acting out God's will, then that's all this is, it's just a story. It's a cool story. It's a story we can tell once a year, but that's all it is. If this baby doesn't grow up to be, to be beaten, to be persecuted, to, to go from being called king to, to being called criminal. If this baby doesn't die for us, then this is all just a story. Well, on a day like today, we can be thankful that this isn't just a story. This is this, is this grand plan on how we are going to be saved from our sins because this baby is going to grow up, is going to go die on the cross to rescue us from the sin that we committed. He didn't do anything, but he's saving us from that. And so communion is a, is a time where we can we can remember that. We can sit and we can give thanks and we do this in remembrance of him. If you've never taken communion with us before, we take it, we take it every week and you're going to get the bread. And that bread is the bread broken for us. It represents Jesus, the body broken for us. Then, then there's the juice and that's supposed to represent the blood. Jesus' blood spilled for us. So during this time, we sit and we, and we, we think and we remember this, we remember what Christ did for us and we can sit and pray and, and talk to God and connect with him through this time. And I think today is a very special day that we get to do that because we can remember that. We hear this story of Jesus' birth but know that that is, it would be just a story if he didn't go on to die for us so that we will be forgiven for our sins. So I'd like to pray as we lead into this time and then we will continue with our service. God, I thank you for a time that we can come together on such a special day as this. I thank you for your son and, and you sending your son here to be with us and then to, to die for us and for the forgiveness of sins. God, I pray that we don't forget that and we can take this time uh, to remember this, but we can remember this throughout uh, all of our time when we're not just in this room. God, we love you and we praise you and I pray that we can remember to connect with you through this season and through all the seasons on. It's in your name I pray. Amen.
you know, throughout our service today, we've been talking about the birth of Jesus. We've been talking about the Christmas story found in Luke 2. And you know what my favorite part of Luke 2 is? It's toward the very end of the chapter. It's when it says about Mary, it's after Jesus has been born. It says, and Mary pondered all these things and she treasured them in her heart. She pondered all these things and treasured them in her heart. My last grandparent to pass away was my mom's mom. It was my granny Dawkins. And she lived into her 80s and she lived in the same house that she had raised her six kids in with her husband, my grandpa. She lived in East Tennessee. She had a son on one side of her and a son on the other side of her. So there was a lot of family together. And I guess it was like one of our last Thanksgivings. One of our last Thanksgivings that we were together. And my grand, my granny Dawkins, her her physically she was still okay, but her mind was just starting to let her down a little bit. And and yet she had gotten thinner and she was still in good physical shape, but she had gotten thinner. And one of my uncles said to her, Mom, <laughs> how much do you weigh? And this was at Thanksgiving after you've just eaten a big meal. And she said, law, I don't know. I think when you live in the country and you grow up Baptist like she did, you don't say the Lord's name in vain. You say, law, I don't know. Why don't you go get a scale and let's find out. So on Thanksgiving day, my uncle went to the back of the house and brought out a scale and put it down in the middle of the room. And she got up on it. And I think she weighed something like 118 pounds, something like that. I was kind of surprised she weighed that much. But then all my uncles decided, well, let's all get on the scale and see how much we weigh too. And then my aunts walked in the room and they said, what's going on in here? Why did somebody pull a scale out on Thanksgiving day? That's some kind of a cruel, sick joke. We're not getting on that thing. So it just kind of turned out to a a family thing, of course. But I remember something my granny Dawkins said. After she got on the scale, she said, you know, my mind isn't what it used to be. And she goes, "I, I try to think back on the way things were. And she goes, I can't remember a lot of things. I don't remember the things we did. I don't remember the bad, the bad things that we did. I don't remember any of those deep, the bad things that happened. She goes, I don't even remember some of the good things we did. And then she said this, she goes, but I do remember that it was good. I don't remember the details, but I remember that it was good. And I think for Mary, that's what it was like for her after the birth of Jesus. They had been through so much. They had traveled 90 miles to get to Bethlehem. Then when they had gotten there after, you know, she's nine months pregnant, they get there, there's no place to stay. They've got a bunker down in a barn and, and then there's the time for delivery and there's nobody to help except Joseph. And her and Joseph had never been intimate and Joseph and her, it was just so new and so different and so stressful, I'm sure for Joseph. And then there was the delivery itself, which I'm sure was complicated. And after it was all over, she was tired and she was weary. And then these shepherds show up. I mean, imagine giving birth in a hospital room and then a bunch of shepherds walk in your, in your hospital room and they want to see the baby. We're here to see the baby. You're like, get out of my room, you know, but the shepherds show up and they're showing the shepherds, the baby, and then the shepherds leave. And then it just says, And Mary pondered all these things and treasured them in her heart. All the bad seemed to melt away and she just thought of the good. Why is that? Jesus had been born. 
We live in a really dark world. It's a broken world. It's a hurting world. There's death and disease and sickness and sorrow and pain and brokenness and wars and rumors of wars. There's one thing after another that we see going on in this world around us that just it causes us to just give a heavy sigh. I can't imagine how much worse it would be without Jesus. I mean, it's bad enough. Can you imagine how much worse it would be without Jesus? There would be no hope, no peace, no love, or a very superficial love. It would just, it would just be so different. There would be no purpose. There would be no hope for eternity. Somebody said that a Christless life is a lifeless life. But along comes Jesus. And Jesus says what? Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. I mean, with Jesus, there is hope. There is peace. In a dark world, there is life. In a dark world, there is the promise of eternity. In a dark world, there is this purposefulness that we have because he's come, because he's here. That's why we celebrate. That's why we come together tonight. We've talked about his birth. We've talked about his, his sacrifice on the cross. But this candle in the room, in the center of the room, reminds us of Jesus. It's what this candle stands for. It stands for him, how he is the light of the world. And what we're going to do is we're going to share that light with one another. And I'm going to ask, I think we have one of our elders here. We're asking our elders if they would be the ones to share the light with you and then for you to share it with one another. But it reminds us that Jesus lighted the world. So we are going to share with one another the light of the world. And I, I want to share with you how we're going to do that. In the chair in front of you or around you, there's a candle. If you'll go ahead and take that out. Once we begin sharing, the person who leans into you and, and shows you their candle, they're going to keep theirs straight. You just tilt yours into theirs and then you can have it lit and then share it with the people around you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray and then I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to stand first. Would you go ahead and stand? And we're going to pray and then we're going to begin sharing the light. And so remember, you're sharing the light of Jesus with one another and with the world. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for being the light of the world, for sending your son Jesus as the light. And Lord, as we share it, we don't just share light, we are sharing you. Because Lord, I can't, we can't imagine what this life would be without you, what this world would be like without you. But with you, there is light. And we celebrate that, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
sing this with me. that is our prayer tonight God would your name be glorified in this place and in the world around us in the darkness would you help this church be a light God we love you it's in Jesus name we pray and give thanks amen alright a few instructions we would love for you guys if you would please put your candles back in the chairs in front of you preferably blow them out first just I was told I have to say that Uh, I trust you, but um, next week, I want to remind you guys, we are going to have service on January 1st in the new year. We are going to have one service at 1045. 
So I want to invite you guys back next weekend to 1045 service here at Wellspring. Uh, we hope to see you guys there. And finally, if you have any year-end giving or an offering you prepared that you need to give, there are boxes in the back of the room. You're also able to go to the app or online. If you have any end of your giving or things you need to wrap up before the new year. Um, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Have a very Merry Christmas. You are dismissed.